Hello board game fans, I'm Felix and welcome to Felix Board Game Show. Today we're going to talk about one of the oldest and most famous board games. I've played this game pretty much my entire childhood on Christmas holidays and the game is called Risk. So this is a game where you literally build up armies and you fight the other players for continents, for territories and you try to eliminate them. Welcome to the Felix Board Game Show, exploring the best tabletop games for any audience. Party games, two-player games, co-op play, and fun competition. Whether you're newly discovering or a seasoned pro ready for advanced strategies on old school classics, your host, Felix Mutt, has thoughts and picks that are great for anyone looking to play more games. So play along. This is the Felix Board Game Show. So today we're going to talk about Risk. So I've played Risk a lot as a kid, uh, with my family mostly, and also with some friends, uh, because the game takes quite a long time. So based on Wikipedia, the game takes between one and eight hours, but literally you can play for days, uh, sometimes one game. Uh, usually you try to finish at the end of the day, even after eight hours, you, you don't want to keep going on and uh, just... And that, you know, you, you make a massive last fight and try to, you know, eliminate those armies that are still on the way. So if you don't know yet and you haven't played Risk yet, Risk is super successful and um, is a strategic board game where you need to balance between diplomacy and full-on conquest or attack with armies, like literally armies where you attack another player. And the standard version of the game is a board depicting the ma political map of the Earth. You have uh, 42 territories, so not all countries are considered, but they're grouped in larger territories. And they're also grouped in six continents. And the players um, take turns. And whoever's player is his turn, you can uh, add some additional armies and then try to attempt to capture territories from other players. And you fight in by rolling dices. Uh, you may form also alliances with other players over the course of the game. But of course, these can also be broken. And yes, as I already mentioned, the game can be very, very lengthy. So um, the, the version I used to play uh, is a European version, which is so structured that each player has a limited secret mission objective that shortens the game. So in the original game, You just need to uh, reign over the earth. You need to be the last player standing. However, in the version I played, you have a secret mission, meaning that you need to take two or three continents. Uh, you need to eliminate another player. Um, or you need to have a certain uh, amount of armies, I believe. Uh, this can all be secret missions, and it definitely shortens the game because um, conquering two continents is way easier than continent, uh, conquering all of the world and eliminating every player. So Risk was invented uh, in 1957, so definitely, you know, has been there quite a while, and there have been many, many different versions of it. So before we go into gameplay, I would like to just highlight some of these versions. So there is um, the edition of Lord of the Rings. They have multiples. They have a version with Star Wars. Um, they have versions with... 
um, Captain America. You have versions with Halo, with StarCraft, where you can play different races, with Plants vs. Zombies, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones even, um, and Star Trek. Uh, there's several others like Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty 2. And so there's immense number of versions and a lot, a lot of players. So this is really a game that unifies, you know, uh, generations uh, because uh, since it was launched in 1957, it was a huge success. So already in the 50s, people were playing it. So you can play with grandparents, parents, and kids uh, because it's still a widely popular game. This was very different versions um, where you can play different races and uh, more complex rules. Uh, I'm going to focus on the base game here because it's still a very common game and you need to to know this. I can't explain 27 different versions, plus that's the only version I've really played. Um, one more thing before we jump in. So there are huge, huge differences between the different Risk games because, you know, the map layout is different, but in, in general... Uh, most of the rules stay the same, so you still have some sort of army that you battle uh, with some mechanism, mostly a dice roll uh, with each other, and you try to have continents or some other kind of regions where you get bonus troops. So let's start um, with how, how, how does the turn work. So... Um, you have a huge map, so 42 territories I already mentioned. Usually you can play it anywhere between two and six players. With five and six players, usually one or two players get eliminated very, very quickly because you know every player is attacking left and right. And at some point, uh, there's just not enough space for each other. While with two or three or four players, it's not you're not as easily eliminated because you just have more territories to work with and more troops. So when it's your turn, you take, um, you gain new uh, armies that you can place. So at the beginning, the setup, um, there's some mechanism where you place uh, the armies that you get on the playing board. For example, uh, if you have five players, then um, the first player places on um, one army on one or several armies on one uh, country, like three, uh, places three, for example, then the next player, another country, and another country, another country, until all the countries are gone. Everybody has the same amount of armies, and then the game starts. There are also other mechanisms where you can, you know, do it randomly, um, or, yeah. But uh, let's start so once all these armies are settled in a typical turn players gain armies uh, it's you get basically get minimum three armies but if you have more than uh, for each three countries the territories that you own you get one army so if you have uh, 12 you get four armies but everything below 12 you still get three armies and for 15 you get five armies for 18 you get six and more. Then you get also bonus troops if you can hold a continent. So there are six continents, South America, North America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and Australia. 
For South America and Australia, you get each two armies. Uh, they have only four territories, so they're relatively small. And then for Africa, you get three um, armies, if you can hold it. For Europe and North America, you get five. Um, North America having um, nine uh, territories and Europe only having seven, but with more borders to defend. And then Asia, the largest continent, which is very difficult to hold because it's, it's 12 territories. Um, you, you would get seven armies for this. And so once you get these um, armies, then you can put these armies on one of the territories that you own. Um, and then you can attack. And you can either attack a territory that is adjacent to it or that is connected via a sea route. Uh, those are lines drawn on the board uh, which connect, uh, for example, West Africa and Brazil. Or Australia and Siam in the base game. Um, then you can attack. So if you want to attack, you choose with how many dice you roll. An attacker can up the attack with up to three dice uh, in the and you roll a dice, for example, a four, three, and a three. And then the defender can decide with how many uh, dice he can defend. And you can only defend, get as many dice as you have armies there. So if you have only one army there, you can only roll one dice. Otherwise, you can choose to roll up to two dice. So the attacker has an advantage because at the end, you compare dices. Uh, the, for example, the attacker attacks with the three dices. Compare the attacker's highest two dices to the defender's two dice. So if you roll three sixes, then no one would roll with two dice. You would just defend with one army. And that's how you, you know, settle really this uh, fight. Because you, 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 you keep fighting until there's no more army uh, on that board or until the attacker only has one army on the board uh, because then the attacker cannot attack anymore because you have to leave one army in each territory that you own. And you, but you can stop attacking at any time. Um, and yeah, that's uh, how the game is played. And once you have uh, attacked, Everybody, so you have a, you've done your attacks. You want to consolidate. You can uh, remove, uh, you reposition your armies, move them to another territory that is connected. Um, in order, you know, to to save them or to build up a bigger army or to reinforce, you know, some border at a continent that you have. And lastly, if you got, then uh, you succeeded in conquering at least one other territory, you get a card. And this card can be traded in for sets. Sets are super important in the game because they uh, are another way of getting troops cheaply. So you can uh, get cards for the same, three cards of the same troop design, like three artillery, infantry, or cavalry. There are only these three card design. Uh, one of each troops, so one infantry, one cavalry, one cannon, or two of the same troop design and a wild card, so a joker. 
and you can trade these in at the beginning of your turn and take additional armies based on the total number of sets anybody has traded in so far. So there's basically two different kind of rules. Either you get fixed um, bonus for these cards or you get more bonus if you trade in later. For example, uh, if you tr would trade in the eighth set, you would get 25 armies. Because at the beginning, uh, you get, you know, 4, 6, 8, 10, 15, 20, 25, or something like that. Um, so you would get always more armies than the person before. And that is very, very profitable, of course, if you, you know, then you should wait. And now uh, you should, uh, when does the game end? So the game ends in the classic version if you are the first player to eliminate every opponent and you capture all 42 territories. But what I already mentioned is because of the limitations, because the game takes so, so long, there are some variants, like some European variants, where you have a, a secret mission. And for example, you need to eliminate uh, the yellow player or the red player. Or you need to capture North America and Europe or North America and Australia or uh, Australia, South America and Africa. And all this makes that it's a really intense game because starting from turn one, you get armies, you attack other players, and the game was very quick, uh, a very interesting start, but it can uh, become sometimes uh, like a position where three players, they're all very strong, all equally strong. No one is really gaining an advantage. Everybody is getting around the same number of troops, and no one wants to start a fight. So that's why the game can drag on and why I you know, don't play it so often, unfortunately, on the game nights because it just takes too long for what kind of game it is, in my opinion. However, I can really see the fascination of the game. It is uh, definitely a very interesting game and a, and a fun game to play if you're with the right group. And also there are fantastic apps or you can play it on the computer and on tablets and on, on all kinds of devices with other players. And it's really fascinating because you, you know, you start always this random position and then you try to consolidate your empire. Sometimes you go on, you capture Africa, then you move out of Africa to capture Europe and you get driven out of Europe and you're wandering around in Asia uh, with a little army trying to survive. This is all really, you know, fascinating. And uh, what I think makes this game really genius is uh, simplicity. The rules are very simple. You know, you get armies, you fight other players, and then, you know, you get more troops. That's it. So you get more troops, you fight, and that's pretty much about it. You know, there's no... Uh, so that's, I think, what makes it so accessible to so many people. And, you know, war is, uh, unfortunately, you know... A big big topic in all kinds of movies you know there's so many universes where they're fighting one one race against the other or one country against another so there's definitely definitely some something there that you know appeals to a, a very much wider uh, white population so anyway that was my take on risk in the next episode i'm gonna explain you some strategies how to win on risk and 
what are some things that you should take into consideration when playing. So until then, stay safe and have an awesome day. This has been the Felix Board Game Show. Just like the games in today's show, this podcast is more fun when your friends play too. Tell a friend about the show and subscribe now so you're the first to hear new episodes packed with fun new games and fun and unique strategies you can't believe you hadn't thought of before on the Felix Board Game Show.